You're listening to episode 76 of GameSpot After Dark. On this week's show, Gav Murphy of RKG joins us to talk about the new Indiana Jones game and the new Star Wars game. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of GameSpot After Dark. This is the Fallout 76 special where we are only going to talk. No, I'm just kidding. We're definitely not going to do that because everyone knows that this is the official Yakuza podcast. That's probably what we're going to talk about. In fact, I have inside knowledge that we will be talking about that. Mm. But anyway, joining me today is Lucy James. Hello. Tamar Hussein. Oi. And Gav Murphy from RKG. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, man. I'm very excited about this. Hey. Thank you for joining. I fully anticipate this to turn into like a Yakuza, very British episode of GameSpot After Dark, but I am here for it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is like, Lots of people are like, oh, um, you know, we like we listen to podcasts and we watch things to get ourselves through. It's like the thing I listen to this podcast because I get to hang out with two of my buddies, um, <laughs> which is quite nice. It's like, oh, I miss these two guys, but I'll listen to them on the podcast and I'll be like, but then also I listen to it when they're not on it as well. So it's kind of strange as well. But yeah, I love this podcast, man. Well, we're happy to have you on. It's uh, it, it, it's taken too long, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been like we've had it. You were on Play For All with us last year as well oh yeah um but like for some it feels reason, like four years ago now i know yeah, man. seriously i know man and uh like that that yeah so we had you on video stuff and stream stuff the all mm. the elaborate stuff we've had we've had you on our e3 stuff for a while yeah, like yeah before yeah. that yeah, yeah. but we just haven't somehow done the podcast which is like the easiest and most basic thing we skipped <coughs> like the we skipped the first stage to go to like stage 10 to do everything yeah well, when I first saw that, when I saw you guys were doing something called uh, GameSpot After Dark, I, did you? I mean, <laughs> the, the the British people will know this, but there was a there's a crap soap in the UK called Hollyoaks. Yep. And at, oh, at, yeah. one, at one point they did a uh, Hollyoaks After Dark, which was basically just the same show, but it was later at night and everyone got their bits out. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, when, yeah. when I saw GameSpot After Dark, I was like, yeah, about time, man. <laughs> and by bits, we mean their genitals, not like the Twitch uh, currency. Oh, so, oh yeah. For the <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the After Dark name just kind of came about because we literally couldn't think of anything else. I remember we had meetings with multiple people. Yeah. And we were all like, we're actually not going to call it After Dark. This is just what we're thinking now because it'll be like an after hours sort of show. And then it came down to it and it was like, we want to start this podcast and we don't have a name. And I think we just... It had to, it has that, and apparently there was a GameSpot <clears throat> After Dark at some point before that, oh, before okay. this. But there's been everything though. Like we had on the spot, but now Rooster Teeth have taken on the spot, mm. so we can't yeah. can't take that back. Yeah, um, I think podcast. I think games podcast should go the other way and start naming themselves like video games. So it'll be like GameSpot <laughs> Absolution. Uh, that's what I want. Like. <laughs> that's what I want. Like. We, no, we should be GameSpot Revengeance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a great idea. Oh my god! I really want to do that now. <laughs> Wait, please, can we can we change that. the subtitle every week? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Every Maybe week. that's the play. Yeah, SEO would love that. Oh, yeah, I was absolutely. gonna say, I don't think iTunes would love the uh, the resubmission every week. <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No. Uh, but anyway, normally we start with what we've been playing, but because we have a guest here, we are going to start with the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment. Chris, Gav, who are you? What do you do? Uh, what's something that the folks at home listening should know about you? Oh, I don't know about should know. Um, 
but <laughs> ho- hopefully we'll know by the end of this. Uh, I'm one third. The main thing is I'm one third of RKG, which is a very small YouTube channel. <laughs> I was going to say the um, main that one. I run. Yeah, <laughs> that I run with two of my buddies, Daniel and Rory. Uh, we used to work for IGN, um, and we got known for playing Dark Souls, um, Bloodborne, and all the From games. Uh, and we decided to leave and do it for ourselves about two years ago. Well, two years ago, basically now, this is our mm. birthday right now. Um, yeah, so we, we started doing that. So you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we're on Patreon, uh, where we do a lot of extra stuff. Um, we have one of the best communities in the world, I think. So that's pretty good. They've been amazing for the last like couple of years. Because obviously, like usually for our birthday, we do loads of big things, like a big live stream and stuff like that. But we haven't been able to do anything. Um, so, cause like, what's really strange is starting your own company and then going into a pandemic in the second year and we were like, um, what do we do? <laughs> I mean, um, your community, Tam and I have both been on arcade, like various RKG yeah. videos here and there. Mm. And every time, or even, even if I'm just in a tweet with you guys, mm. like your community is so nice and respectful and like just full of bants yeah like you guys you guys drive the banter bus and they just like us so happy such happy passengers who like spread it to everyone. <laughs> I, think, so nice. I think driving like, the banter, banter bus, bus. Oh, i think like when, <laughs> <laughs> when people say oh we want to we want to set an example and be like you know uh, show the community how to you know behave the yeah. i think the best example of how to do it and when it works what happens is rkg like because i the the community is a reflection of you guys to me because because i know you guys like we're close friends we've been friends for ages Mm. and when i'm in that community it feels like this is just a bunch of gavs and rory's and croopers and like they all just like (laughs) they have their own personalities as well and they have their own thing going on but like the values are reflected and it's like i mean if you're if you if you're listening to this and you don't really know the community um, and you're a good person. Don't be a wrong. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend going over to RKG stuff and checking it out and letting them know yeah. where you came from. It's such a nice place to be. It's well. One of it. my favorite things is Rory on TikTok, and you yeah. can see the RKG community. Like Rory, Rory, like has blown up on TikTok a few times. Like yeah. he's got a really good series about uh, he's making a sea monkey army, mm-hmm. and it's really funny if you go in the comments of that because you'll always see the RKG, um, like the RKG community because they always post like Michael. Yeah, yeah, Michael. 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 <laughs> and like, I was in a kind of funny stream the other day, and people were talking about um, uh, Rory's inability to do things in Souls games. Like, right. um, they were talking about Michael Zucky, and you know, just <laughs> there, there's there's RKG jokes everywhere now, and it's bizarre uh, yeah. because like, it was wild because it was a kind of it was Greg playing Bloodborne for the mm-hmm. first time, and and it was like uh, and like Blessing was playing Sekiro, and people were like everyone knows Rory can't uh, parry, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah it's good man it's it's like it's a really small community but they are loud um but Mm. in a nice respect you are you're right it's a nice respectful way it's strange because like we've been going for so long but we have no mods or admins or anything like that we've never really needed it i think half (laughs) of it is out of respect half of it is out of fear um but (laughs) it's uh yeah it's good man it's a good fun place the thing that you just you said this a couple of episodes of Shield Up, which is your podcast ago, mm. um, and it really, really like cemented how I feel about the community. I think the RKG community is the only community on the internet that I'd allow my mother to join and be confident yeah. it would be okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I know like, everyone's just going to be respectful. 
I shat myself recently because we have like a like a running. Well, I don't. Rory has a running joke with. <laughs> oh yeah. He 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 compares various from monsters to my mum, like the gaping dragon. I think was the first time he was like, uh-huh. we we came across a gaping dragon. He's like, oh, I didn't know your mum was in this. Like, I mean, that's a classic joke. That's an amazing Thank joke. You. And obviously, every game he kind of does it. Um, and then my mum and my sister were watching our Halloween stream, and they jumped no. in, and I. That my mum was in the comments and I was like, oh my God. And I was just, you know, that was like one of the biggest streams we've ever had. There was like 1,200 people watching it. Um, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. One of them is going to call it a gaping dragon or something now. But everyone was like, hello, Mrs. Murphy, how are you? Are you okay? They were was, was so nice and respectful. And then she was like, okay, I'm, go- I'm going to bed now. And then she left. And then they were like, oh, I didn't know if my little fucking kid. Like, then they started, they were like, at the beginning, they were so respectful. So yeah, they're amazing people, man. Um, they're really, really good. But I mean, honestly, one of the things I loved was when we did the Play for All stream and seeing mm. like the After Dark Discord community and the RKG community, like yeah. slow, like just kind of being like reaching out and being friends, which was yeah. really nice. Because like similarly to the like the Gamespot Discord, um, just full of such nice people, like like just having such pleasant mm. conversations and being kind to each other and uplifting each other yeah so basically basically it's like it's like when you have two friends that you want to get together and you're like oh, mm. <laughs> and then rub them up against each other yeah, like, just, what, I, think really good I like it i think you'd be a really good fit <laughs> we should probably, you should probably answer the other questions in the chris from day in ohio segment oh yeah <laughs> yeah i was yeah, gonna say sorry, this yeah. Considering this is a video game podcast, like what are yes. some of your favorite games or games you return to Ooh. all the time every year? I was actually, someone talked about this recently because I'm, I've been lucky enough to be part of a BBC podcast that's been going for the last like couple of months. And as part of that, every person that comes on gets to do this uh, section, which is Hall of Game, where they pick one game that they would put in a kind of like Desert Island Disc sort of thing, where they just one video game you had to play forever. And I thought about it for so long and I was like, I think Hotline Miami, I think is my favorite video game um, because I just, the way, the way that I came to that game was like a really, really nice way where uh, there's this thing called EGX, which you guys will know about, maybe mm-hmm. Jay, you don't know, but it's like, it, it's basically mm-hmm. like a big, it's now packs and shit like that. But it used to be a lot smaller and it was in London and uh, it was just years and years and years ago. And I used to basically go down, not really go to the show, but it was like a really nice community drinks afterwards in in the pub. And I went down and it was like, one guy was just like, have you played Hotline Miami? And it was the first preview that anything had been shown ever. And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And they were like, just go over there right now and play it. Go over to EGS right now and play it. I was like, no, nah, we're at the pub and stuff. He was like, doesn't matter, just go over and play it. And I was like, really? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay. So I went over and then played it and I, I just, I don't know. I don't remember ever feeling like that about any other video game before. Just feeling like it's like a perfect mix of like tone, atmosphere, music, scripting, story in like this tiny little preview. Um, And then came back and it was like this weird thing. It was like, you could see the look on everyone's (laughs) eyes. Like you could pick out genuinely who'd played Hotline Miami out in this pub. Be like, did you play Hotline Miami? Yeah, I did. And then you'd be like, what is it? What's it going to be? And stuff like that. But I think like, Hotline Miami is probably my favorite game. That and I thought about this recently, the new God of War, I think is my mm. favorite as well. I just, I don't know. I connected with that game in a way that I didn't think I was going to 
Um, I just mm. kind of fell in love with it. And obviously, like, but I mean, we built our entire company on FromSoft games <laughs> and I famously never played one. So <laughs> I think I've played, I mean, the most I've ever played was, we did a, vi we did a video um, seeing if we could finish Dark Souls uh, on a plane on the flight back from LA to London. And that's the most that I've ever played Dark Souls, I think, really. That video is absolutely incredible and everyone should watch it. It's, Mate, it's so that's, good. that's kind of what I'm more upset about COVID sort of fucking mm. us is that's the stuff that we want to make, you know? Like we make like mm. Let's Face yeah. and stuff, but like we're in this to make cool shit like that because we can and we know mm. that that's what people like. And we had so many plans for these big videos, man, that obviously the Rona is just absolutely shafted. Um, mm. But there we are. Hopefully also, we'll get to do that at some point. Also, worth Gav is one of the few people who who's been inside from software. Oh yeah, and twice <laughs> just oh, walked really? in, yeah. walked in. Yeah, once legally, uh, once really illegally. I li literally <laughs> broke into FromSoft. Tell the please tell the illegally um, story quickly. What? Well, hold on. Did you cool. learn anything about Elden Ring? Because we're desperate. No, this oh, this was <laughs> this was uh, this was before Bloodborne, man. This was like uh, okay, yeah. Um, but basically, I was on holiday. Um, and I was, it was after a particularly bad breakup uh, and I was on holiday in Japan and I was with some buddies, but we'd split up for like six days um, because they went somewhere else. And I was just in Japan by myself and feeling particularly sad and down and hung over and jet lagged and didn't, you know, that jet lag where you don't really know what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. And I was having breakfast and I was like, oh, I wonder where from, because uh, we'd just done Dark Souls 3, I think. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder where, I wonder where, uh, it is, and I realized I was like a 25-minute walk away from there. So I was like, I'll just go and take a photo outside and like posted that. So I went, took a photo outside, and I was like, just, you know, just tweeting and stuff. And it was when Instagram stories had just started, which probably makes me sound really old, but that was like six years ago, so it's not that yeah. old, really. Um, so I was just messing around with that. And then I was like, okay, I'll go inside to the foyer. And it's obviously like, if you've ever been to a Japanese company, it's not like you go in and it's this huge campus or anything. It looks boring as hell. And I walked in and then it was like, no one stopped me from getting in the lift. Then no one stopped me from going to the floor. No one stopped me from going in the office. And it was like this mad thing where I was like, I managed to get inside the office, but I think they just shipped the Dark Souls 3 DLC. So there was obviously just nobody there. Um, so I was walking around looking at people's computers and shit like that. Like, it was so illegal, man. <laughs> I love the idea of it being exactly like a From Software area where you walk in, no one's around. It's slightly dangerous. You need to pick yeah. up, like, items and figure out where everyone is. <laughs> is it? It's only, like, years the, later. The text appearing yeah. in front of oh, you. Oh, absolutely. It was only, like, years later. I remember speaking to a buddy at Sony, and uh, she was like, yeah, that was a thing that day. And I was like, really? It's like, because I'd only just started working for IGN at that point. And, it, and she was like, yeah, you know, I was getting emails being like, someone from IGN has broken into prompts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry that that was a thing you had to deal with. <laughs> but I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> well, we should probably move on to what we've been playing this week. Uh, Tam, do you want to start? I'm not going to take up too much time because I want to hear what Gav's been up to and uh, what Lucy has been up to. But uh, I've been playing Sekiro again. Um, I needed uh, something to kind of uh, occupy my mind and give me something to focus on. I'm feeling a bit mm. aimless in the um, early part of this year. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? I played um, Sekiro for review on my US account. So yeah. um, I don't have any like 
trophies or any progress for it on um, my uh, main account. So I went, um, I downloaded that game again and basically started a fresh uh, install, uh, fresh oh, nice. game, sorry. And um, yeah, I'm kind of, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to aim for a platinum, but I'm not sure if I want to get the platinum because um, I've got one platinum and it's Bloodborne. Um, and I, it's been that way for maybe, what, four or five years? Probably longer than that, since the game came out, basically. I don't have a single uh, platinum. Yeah, I, I, I make a point of not going for platinums. Because I'm yeah. like, I, I don't really want to grind for things like that. And uh, I feel yeah. like it's more of a statement if I have one platinum than if I have 27. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, that like is a statement. It's like when Kanye West was following one person. On yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. What like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. And I don't really want to add another one to it. But like I was thinking I'll aim right. for it. And then once I'm there, um, I'll decide if I want to add the second one. Because Sekiro still, having two platinums is... I feel like I lose the statement of only having one, but then I make yeah. the statement of I have the two from software games. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you've got to do the other from no, software. No, that's that's yeah, where I'm like, like uh, which, which includes three. Dark Souls no, too. That's not what I'm doing. So I think Krupa started doing that, right? Like he oh, he man. started doing a bunch of them, and I think he got yeah. I, I, and I was like, I don't want to be in that situation because he's got like yeah. there's some covenant stuff that's messed up. And oh yeah. So I was like, I, I don't want to do that. It's a <laughs> whole thing, man. Like, so Krups has been doing it for our um, Patreon producers. So people who support us are like $20 and above. They get access to these like private live streams, uh, which is just, most of it is at the moment, just Daniel streaming for like eight hours, just grinding shit, <laughs> trying to get, but he did the Dark Souls 1 Platinum and he's doing the Dark Souls 3 Platinum. But like, I'm sh I think he's shared it on Twitter. I'm not sure. I'll have to send you guys. You have to put it in the description of this podcast or something. But we have this amazing uh, guy who's into our community called Ryan. And he made, basically, he coded this spreadsheet that is basically like updates as he gets these different rings and all this different stuff. It is it's a job, man. It's a job. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I don't want it to be a job. So I've, I've kind of like <laughs> been doing that. And I'll just say, I'll, I'll figure out whether I want to actually hit that platinum and then go from yeah. there. Uh, but I'm really enjoying jumping back into Sekiro again and feeling that that specific style of combat uh, is yeah. really still works and it still feels like some of the best combat. And then I've been playing Yakuza, um, but I'll let Gab talk about that. I was looking at like, was it Sunni Legend on yeah. Twitter does a lot of those gifts and and they've been doing some Sekiro ones recently. I mean, they've been doing it since the game came yeah. out, but mm -hmm. I was looking at one of the more recent ones and I was like, man, you probably didn't have to do a lot of work to get this because the combat itself looks so damn good yeah, already yeah. and so cinematic and like the hitboxes, I think, was something that always surprised yeah, me about that game. Is, like yeah. that game are ridiculous. Like they're they're perfect, it seems. Yeah. Uh, there's there's like a there's a specific gift that Sony Legends done where um I can't remember which which enemy it is, but I mean it's one of the ones that tries to kick you. Um mm -hmm. and there's like four different versions of them. And like the hitbox for Sekiro was like he ducked underneath the kick and it was like an actual slide underneath oh the God. limb and the hitbox is never connected. And that oh, was like unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, right? Like a lesser game, you just take damage yeah. from that because you're yeah. in the vicinity, but nope, it's a like from there's, software there's, game. There's and... actual fighting games, Street Fighters and Tekkens that don't have um, <laughs> yeah. hitboxes that precise. Yeah, that's true. That's wild. Yeah, I love seeing all those like gifts and stuff. I think it was you, Tam, that shared one and it was like that shows the similarities between Sekiro and Owl. It's like oh, you yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. that he's trained him because <laughs> yeah, they have yeah, a yeah. lot of the same like mannerisms and things like that. And I think like the one, it's not it's not in a fighting thing, but someone shared it or someone showed sent it to me. And it's basically like in the first uh, Genichiro fight when you lose your arm, 
Mm. Sekiro like pulling his blade out and stumbling. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's one. And it's like, that's so That game is unbelievable. And also like so many little things like that. He's just like, I would never have noticed that. That's amazing. Sony Legend as well. What an amazing account. Like yeah. seriously, yeah. like seriously. there's a there's a gif he did for Devil May Cry Five, the Nero DLC, the other mm. day, and it's like Nero is uh, not Nero, a Virgil. Virgil's just standing there, and like he's just like he's going through stances with his sword, but while he's doing that, like a, a demon apparition that he's summoned is fighting mm. an enemy around him, and all he's doing is like flexing his sword. And then like charging up and then it ends with him like he's basically doing cutters and then he ends and just like takes his sword out and delivers one hit and kills the enemy. It looks unreal. It looks like you look at it and you're like, how is this in a game? And how has this been captured? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah great account. Love it. Well, I'll go next because I haven't really been playing anything new. I think I talked about it last week too. It's just Risk of Rain 2. Uh, that game is so good. Highly recommend it especially if you've got some friends, but just the way you're able to build your character through each run is just so incredible. Like you'll start out with a simple dash ability that gets you from, you know, point A to point B with a really slow cooldown. And then by the end, you are like not even touching the ground because you've got so many, uh, I forget what they're called, hard light afterburners that you're just zipping around the map. Like just the way that game, the gameplay evolves over like an hour I mean, if you last an hour is, is is something I've never seen before. The game is super impressive. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, that, that game is amazing. But that's all I'll say because I talked a lot about it last week. <laughs> um, but Lucy, you weren't on last week. Uh, no. So what have you been up to? Uh, so I am trying in 2021 to not replay old stuff and watch old stuff to kind of push myself to actually experience new stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've got a big list of stuff that I want to work through. I played The Last Campfire, which Ooh. is the little puzzle game by Hello Games, and it's fantastic. Mm. I think the sale ends today, but I picked Ooh. it up for like nine quid. Um, and if if you're into it, you can platinum it in one run, which it, I did. If I um, wasn't on the podcast, would you have said nine dollars then? <laughs> no, because I still have a UK <laughs> yeah. PSN account. Yeah. <laughs> nine quid. Uh, it was fantastic, and it's like a really well put together puzzle game very beautiful and also mm. quite sad but Ooh. very melancholy but it's very good what did you um, play it on but the ps5 well it's it's ps4 but i played okay, it on my yeah, ps5 yeah. um i loved it i think it's on but, switch as well yeah i think it's a it's on it might be on game a pass. bunch of stuff it's mm, not on game pass because otherwise i would have picked up on that yeah. but i'm actually glad that i bought it because like obviously hello games have no man's sky going but it's got i wanted to support them in a different way but the main thing I've been doing is watching The Expanse because for years people have been telling me that I would enjoy The Expanse and I just didn't get around to watching it. Yeah. And then in this 2021, um, uh, I you know decided to finally watch it instead of watching Battlestar Galactica again. Oh. Well, it turns out it's basically Battlestar Galactica, but with a mad budget. Yeah. And it it has like. It hits some of the highs of Bowser, for okay. sure, for me. How much um, of it have you watched? I'm halfway through season three, Fair and thing. I started... Yesterday. <clears throat> a week and a half ago. <laughs> Damn. That's still an amazing effort, though. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, it's because... And I was thinking about this, is that each season, like, seasons one and two... Season one is ten episodes, season two is, like, thirteen. Yeah. And I was like, that is a perfect length for a, se- a series. 
How on earth did we think 24 episodes of 45 minutes to an hour long TV was okay? I blame 24. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's how you get like the absolute shiter episodes of Lost. Yeah. Jack's tattoos. I'm looking oh, at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> like Nikki, 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 Nikki and, and Paolo. Paolo. <laughs> oh, um, that Nikki and Paolo episode is a banger. Yeah. I, I love it's, it. I love it. It's man. such a weird one because I think they could have been really interesting, but then they were shoehorned in for just that episode. That isn't, like, Bye. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that like the episode that they use as the springboard for the game? Oh, There's no, one random episode which is basically like the springboard for the game, and you're like, "Wow!" Because oh, don't you play a different survivor that like yeah. showed up in the background yeah. of an episode yeah. or something, yeah. like, something that? like that? Lost. What is it called? Lost via Dormus. Via Dormus. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I played like 15 minutes of it because I was really into the show at the time, and I was like, "This is bad." Yeah. <laughs> this is really I got bad. to the first smoke monster encounter, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not yeah. gonna do this. The same thing happened with 24. It was like, "Oh, like we we'll take this random moment of 24 and turn it into an yeah. episode." I, I bought 24. I started it and uh, i had an immediate bug where jack bauer wasn't visible only his gun was and i was like well i basically bought this game to be jack bauer and it won't let me see him so I, i'm done with this was that the game that was on ps2 that was a good game man it yeah. had uh it, it, was, it was generally good um because it had these absolutely wild like hacking mini games in it and like diffusing mini games in it so wow. good <laughs> so That's good the thing. like if you if your licensed game has a hacking mini game in it you're good yeah. because like enter the matrix like everyone <laughs> thought that was going to be a shiter but then you get that yeah. you get that hacking mini game and you're like oh this is sick oh i love it oh, it's crazy how far licensed games have come yeah speaking and of we're about to uh, go full yeah, we're going to talk about them very yeah. soon uh but anyway, now it's time to talk about Yakuza. What have you been up to, Gav? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, I felt really bad because I, I was like, I know this is basically an unofficial Yakuza podcast, um, <laughs> but maybe I'll fit in a little bit. But yeah, it was like, I've never played a Yakuza game before. Um, I played about 15 hours of Judgment and really liked it, but it was one of those things where I, can, I just fell off. And then when I went back, I had no idea what was going on. Um, mm, and, it, and I just, I spent a couple of hours trying to like remember and it just wasn't going to happen. So I just, I was like, I'm going to have to go back and start that from scratch if I ever do it. But with Yakuza, I was like, well, I've got an Xbox. I haven't got like m much new stuff. Um, so I was like, I'll, I'll give it a go. Cause I heard like, you don't need to have played all the other Yakuza's and stuff to be able to enjoy it. Man, I'm like chapter 11. Um, I'm, I love it. It's so strange, but it's so <laughs> bloody charming. It's yeah. like I played it. I feel like I picked it up just before Christmas, um, and during like the Christmas that like dead time between Christmas and New Year, where everyone is basically just turning around in circles, which was even worse this year because no one could do anything. But I was like, I, I, mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep, so I was getting up at like half past six in the morning, playing like three or four hours of Yakuza um, before my partner <laughs> woke up. Um, and it's, I just loved it. I just completely fallen in love with it. Like this, I don't think it's a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. Like I, I don't think it's gonna make me want to go back and play the other Yaku games at all. Um, but my time with it, I'm just really enjoying. I just think it's, it's just it because it, I have, I don't have many other than love in Japan and have been to Japan a few times. I don't have many like Japanese cultural touch points really. Whereas like I played Valhalla, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla for a bit. And you're like, you play it and you go, yeah, I, I reckon the writers for this probably really into Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> whereas, <laughs> because it's fucking like playing a Game of Thrones. Um, whereas I, I feel like with Yakuza, 
I have no idea what's going on and it feels completely <laughs> new. Um, but the story is, it, there's not a lot going on in the story really. It's like, you know, rival Yakuza clans and the, like the actual storyline is is basically like a Steven Seagal movie stretched mm. out over like really long, it's, it's, 40 it's, hours. Da- yeah. Daddy, why don't you love me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just completely fallen in love with every, every character. Like Ichiban is... <laughs> Like it's just something else, and I feel like the the writing in it, like the one bit I think is quite a famous bit, but is the bit where you meet one of the heads of the Yakuza clan for ages, and he lays out this entire big plan, and about why you know everything is biffed and everything, everyone's about to have a really really horrible time, and <laughs> Ichiban looks terrified, and he goes, "I know I should be scared by this, but what you just said was awesome." It's <laughs> <laughs> like. It's so good. I love this game because it just feels like it's doing all this. Like it really embraces how just odd it is as a game. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm completely smitten with it, man. Yeah, I I think Ichiban is a character, and oh, everyone like numbers amazing. Mm. Yeah, um, numbers. Yeah, good. numbers good. Um, I like Adachi a lot as well because it's oh, just yeah. A, yeah. An, an absolute top ten freeloader. Uh, and yeah. like various other characters. All the characters are really really endearing, and that's kind of like that's the one thing that is. Uh, kind of at the core of all Yakuza games. Yeah. And um, they, this game does it really well, but I don't know. Like, this feels like a... The interesting thing is, like, the, the gameplay, it seems like on the surface when you look at it, like a turn-based RPG should be more <laughs> hardcore, but it actually turns yeah. out it makes it easier for people to get into. It's less demanding and the pace is different. Whereas, like, yeah. I think Yakuza 0 is still the best in the franchise. But, like, it, it the like real-time combat can make it tricky for people mm. um so like yakuza like a dragon is definitely like the best entry point to get everything to understand why people love that franchise yeah i, I do kind of well, like it i like because tam you and i were talking about it over whatsapp a little bit where it was mm. just like anytime that you like i love turn-based uh like rpg fighting i think it's awesome mm. like I, I loved what final fantasy 7 remake did with the new combat system though that was great but mm. i did i did kind of want to see what a proper turn-based thing was going to look like um mm. and i think with this if you have a turn-based combat thing you can guarantee it's going to be set in some random fantasy world of and that's just stuff that i'm just not interested in like as a mm. as someone who like as a story thing that's not something that interested me at all whereas this is like a modern game but it does yeah. all this wild turn-based stuff which i think is just great and i've kind of missed that a little bit you know like actually thinking about what i'm going to do in a strategizing moves and mm. things like that like i've really really missed that in video games and i think have this you, does it really well have you used numbers uh, shove technique to push someone into a road so they get hit by a car oh, it's amazing it's so <laughs> good <laughs> that's the thing that i'm kind of like i don't I, I kind of it kind of works a lot for the way that the fights are meant to be happening because basically they're meant to be happening as real fights but in ichiban's head they yeah. are Dragon Quest fights. So it's yeah. like this weird thing where in a normal fight, will, the world would stop around you and, <laughs> and you go into a fight where obviously like you're in the middle of the road, you run into some people, there's going to be stuff going on. And I feel like, like the first time that I run past someone and they just kind of booted me up the ass, um, <laughs> yeah. like and the other enemy like booted me up the ass. I was like, oh, that's great. That's really <laughs> clever because it's, it's exactly what would happen. It completely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love him, man. Like, I, it's just also like my partner's been watching me play it. I keep saying my partner because Jake doesn't know, but like you guys know Clara, obviously. But like mm-hmm. she's been watching me play it and it's so weird watching someone seeing stuff happen out of context. 
Like <laughs> the other day when I was just like shitting myself, I was like, oh, I'll summon the baby dude. Um, Cause he'll <laughs> yeah. come in <laughs> and um, this guy comes in and uh, you know, he messes up all the, uh, the guys you're fighting. And Carlos is watching all going like, this is amazing. So funny. Um, I think like, like when you as some, yeah. Sorry, summon on. Nancy. Like yeah. <laughs> the, the crustacean. And you're so like, good. what's going on here? Like explaining parts of that game to people, like, mm. Try explaining to uh, anyone where Ichiban was born and raised. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and like that's amazing. Like that, having to explain what a soapland is, the fact yeah. that soaplands are okay, like it's ridiculous. I, also, as well, like, I, uh, we, we were meant to go to. I was meant to go to Japan twice last year. Obviously, the book got cancelled. Mm. Like, we were talking about going to Japan together, like a couple yeah. of us. Yeah, like that. Obviously, like I think we were talking about going right now. Yeah, which, we should have. Yeah, I was. I was now. looking back at that Discord chat. And it was um, like about a year ago we set it up uh, and it was like, okay, let's go like January, February, yeah, 2021. Everything will be fine, will be fine yeah. then. It's ridiculous. It's all right. It just means I can keep saving. And when we eventually yeah. go. Like we'll, it'll be I'll, the most decadent trip ever. Yeah. We'll yeah. So much money. We'll just buy a house. So many soap lands. So many soap lands. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Time it's like, to hit the pachinko halls, boys. <laughs> Whereas like now, I'm at least I'm getting to experience a little tiny bit of Japan a little bit. Like, yeah. And you walk into those shops and like the sound of the shop, like the ambient sound yeah. of mm. those supermarkets, those little conbini stores, like that is exactly how they sound. It's so weird. Yeah. Like I stuck on headphones and played it. I was like, I feel like it's 5 a.m. and I'm pissed walking around getting those little cup sakes. Kind of an egg salad sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Oh, don't. <laughs> someone on my, someone I follow on Instagram um, lives out in Japan right. and she's an American woman. She lives out in Japan. And she just posted this thing about egg salad sandwiches, mm. uh, the 7-Eleven ones. Cool. And, you know, and I was like immediately overcome with this craving for them. So I literally did like, I was about to hunt down a recipe and right. go buy it all. And then I realized that that was the beginning of the 40-year-old virgin where he spends <laughs> yes. an entire yeah. weekend making an egg salad sandwich. And I was like... I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna do it anyway. Because like every time I go to Japan, like various people have been witness to this. The first yeah. thing I do is go to a 7-Eleven and buy about 10 of those. And yeah. buy like Dude. coffees and stock up my entire like fridge. And yeah. I'm good. This is the biggest culture shock when I went to Japan. Having lived in America my entire life and thinking of 7-Elevens as these really shitty city places. Yeah. <laughs> Like, have really bad food. Like, you'd never get food from a 7 Eleven unless you were on a road trip and that was the only thing you could possibly find. And then going to Japan, and it's like, wow, I just bought everything here and all of it is so good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, you know, anywhere in America, they've probably got like those like monthly like crates where it's just someone going into a 7 Eleven in Japan, emptying it into a box, charging an American like 85 bucks for it. And be like, there you go. This is a Japan box, loot crate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man I've, I've 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 fallen in love with it completely you've also been playing through the uncharted or watching your partner play through uncharted yeah no i i, I watched my my partner's a tattoo artist um and obviously like with lockdown she can't tattoo uh so in lockdown one she got obsessed and played through uh the witcher three because it was on game pass um and this time i was like it's good game I was, nice. I was like and now it's like a favorite game now. Witcher 3 is a, by far a favorite game, which mm. is amazing. Um, and now it was like, oh, I kind of want something to play through. And I was like, well, the Uncharted's are like some of my favorite games. You should play through those. Like, and the first, I guess the first two are quite janky. Um, so I said, like, bang mm. them down to easy for the first two, just so you can get through it. Because um, they do feel quite old. Even we, we were playing through like the Nathan Drake collection, which is like, I think it's Blue Point, isn't it? I did those. Um, so they're like, they know uh, what I to do I think so, yeah. Um, but 
it still they still feels quite old. So she'd like bang down to easy, did both of those in a day, um, <laughs> and then like, a day each. Sorry, yeah. she went to sleep. Oh right, I was like, damn, a, a day, oh, real okay. gamer hours. <laughs> uh, and then did I think Uncharted three in two sittings, and then Uncharted four in a, in two sittings. Um, which is I've never been prouder. Like <laughs> it's it was like a week ago, and now they're done. They're done and dusted. Um, but it's it's been awesome. Oh, did she play Lost Legacy? No, 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 no. Oh, Get on Lost yeah, Legacy. It's fantastic. Yeah. I've never played Lost Legacy, and I love the Uncharted. Mate, it's the best Mate, one. It's it's <laughs> legit the best one. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'd say it's the best one, but it's second best for me maybe really? i i think it's like it's i think it's fantastic i think it's it's way tighter as an experience and like yeah. i think it's that's good true. i agree with that like, for sure it's, I, it's a good game to play after you're done with all of the because you're like all right that's enough of you drake relax yeah that's, but chill I, yeah. And this I is like chloe and nadine well i cannot stand chloe and i can't is it chloe and it is chloe yeah it is chloe, it's chloe yeah. and nadine yeah i, yeah. Yeah. I hate chloe i hate hey. her that's why i've never played hey. her like she's listen claudia black is an incredible woman maybe i'll, maybe I'll play but no it's play. honestly because the, the way that the two of them it. chat mm. is it is like how women chat yeah. it's very good well, very I've, well I've seen like loads of people say it's their favorite uncharted which i was always thinking like is that just something you're saying for the likes you're just like oh my favorite uncharted <laughs> it's actually yeah. the one with two women um so sh- shame on you for thinking Actually, it'd be the one with uh, Nate. It's, yeah. It's the the PSP one. So yeah. Uh, oh, that was a banger though, to be fair. Like, that is good. Um not a favor, but yeah, so I, I yeah, I've got it. I should play it. Um You should. Give it give it a bash. I should. Maybe you should yeah, I mean like you're watching Clara play it. Maybe just watch her play it. Well, she hates Chloe as much as I do, so. Oh that's, well. Oh, yeah. but if you've got it, if you've got yeah. it, give the it a yeah. give it an hour. The thing is, like uh, in um, that that specific game, um, Nadine hates Chloe as well. So, mm. so there's yeah. that kind okay. of dynamic. So you're oh, like, you you probably be like, yeah. I'm Empathize team Nadine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm team Nadine. But there's like that's an cool. arc to them. So it's, it's good. It's been interesting though, like watching someone play through those in such a, like a, a, a concentrated way. Um, mm. I think about like they were all, like I was into them when they first came out, but actually watching someone binge for Uncharted is <laughs> is pretty wild, man. But yeah, I think it's been quite a nice thing to play through when we can't actually go anywhere uh, because mm-hmm. they go a lot of places in those games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, travel the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's been quite fun to play. But I think like yeah, I'm definitely I'm gonna have, I'm gonna go back and play three and four for sure, and then maybe go on to Lost Legacy afterwards mm. who knows well you guys have kind of convinced me Ish. Go on. Yeah. treat yourself yeah. it's short at least mm. but anyway we should be moving on to topics for this week <laughs> all right and we are back with topics so the first thing here is cyberpunk multiplayer leaks we're not going to go over that in this podcast because lucy myself and john luke talked at length about it on our cyberpunk update show thing i guess which should be live now or soon yeah it should be so up. if you want to hear about the leaks what what our take is on them make sure to check that out uh but we've got a lot of big news this is basically like i don't know it feels like e3 with all these game announcements licensed game o'clock Why? actually yeah. I mean, we don't have it on here but hogwarts legacy or whatever the hell it's called mm-hmm. oh yeah it in, got delayed, in, didn't it? in licensed game news yeah hogwarts <laughs> legacy got Expecto delayed delay us or whatever uh i did see a very a very good take where Someone said that Warner Brothers must be shitting themselves because what is J.K. Rowling going to do in the next yeah. year to further yeah. damage that brand? Um, 
Oh but God. take all the time you need. Port key games. I'm still very conflicted about whether or not I'm going to play that one. I'll be mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, speaking of games, though, that probably won't be out for a while, though. This new Indiana Jane. Indiana, Indiana James. James. That's what Indiana I call Jane. <laughs> Indiana Jones game uh, announced... Uh, is is being published by Bethesda, developed by Machine Games, and the executive producer is none other than God Howard, who oh I God. thought would be pretty busy. Tell but, me lies, know, tell me sweet little sweet lies. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they followed it up with the announcement being like, yeah, this game is a ways out, so be patient. Mm. Uh, but still, this is exciting news for me. Mm. I'm sure many other as people, but Todd I am Howard, a, you mean? As, a, as a fan of Todd Howard, I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. No, but just like, you know, Indiana Jones, I've been very into for my entire life. I love the Indiana Jones movies mm. and not the fourth one, except learning that Andrew Goldfarb, friend of the show, is in, in the fourth it. one. Yeah. You can see him. Incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that makes me that makes me like it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. He he looks excited to be in that movie. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the thing <laughs> I'm does. like, I gotta respect that movie. Uh, I just want you to know that Andrew Goldfarb texted Tam and I while we were recording this podcast to show uh uh, pictures from 12 years ago when he was an extra on the set of Sherlock Holmes and he's dressed oh like a like a British policeman and a bobby <laughs> he's a bobby on the beat Andrew Goldfarb is like in an absurd amount of movies this could be <laughs> in the background I, I'm pretty sure this is right but I'm pretty sure he owns that costume because or he told because I remember him telling me a story before it was basically like if you if you decided like you know really invest in a bobby on the beat like 90 you know 1800s or 1700s whatever it is like costume that can go on like your you know extras cv so when someone is looking for an extra they're like oh we need someone to play like a bobby in sherlock holmes time they'll look it up and be like oh andrew gofarb he's this tall and he has a bobby on the beat like thing um which is really funny so i think he actually owns that um i hope he does i hope he just has like a a closet <laughs> like he opens up <laughs> all of his extra followed. wardrobes yeah. um yeah I, I like i'm I'm super excited for this indiana jones game as well like i'm not not joke bounce aside like knowing that todd howard is involved mm. means like it's they're giving it the attention it's, i mean machine games amazing studio last few mm-hmm. wolfenstein games generally high quality um super excited we've got an article up on GameSpot uh that phil hornshaw wrote which is basically like how how you th- how he thinks they could do it right yeah. and the article basically is like don't forget this this character can't shoot loads of people he can't fight loads of people and yeah. his power is he's resourceful and <clears throat> smart not a killing machine yeah um, so i hope they like pay attention to that yeah absolutely i think that's the thing is like i love indiana jones but i love he's a bumbling idiot like i know he's super mm. smart and mm-hmm. he's a professor but everything that we like about Indiana Jones is like similar in a way to Uncharted where like, you know, Nate is falling off stuff. Indiana Jones falls off stuff, but then Nate picks up a shotgun and suddenly is a killing machine. Um, yeah. and, he's, <laughs> and he's really good at killing people. Whereas he, so I, and obviously these guys do Wolfenstein. So I hope it's not a yeah. Wolfenstein yeah. game, but then at the same time, like the people who, who made Forza, are now making fables. So it's like, just because you make one type of game doesn't mean necessarily yeah. that's the type of game you're always going to have to make. Like, yeah, these guys made I Wolfenstein's. Mean, it's not like, okay, make Wolfenstein, but with Indiana Jones. Gorilla went from Killzone to Horizon. So there you go. It's doable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah. that I hope that they keep the, like the, the 
hot for history um mm. character uh, element of his character where he hot just he just likes history and wants to get relics and stick them in a museum yeah because that's what he's all about <laughs> Do you guys remember that canceled Indiana Jones game that I think was supposed to come out around the like beginning of the 360 oh, is it, PS3? Yeah. Was it I forget Fate, what it was Fate called. Of Atlantis, yeah, Fate of Atlantis. No, something like that. Didn't something that one Fate of Atlantis like, came out on like Wii or something. There was meant to be a different version. Staff of it. Kings, I think it was. Oh Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Staff of Kings, or it was like 360 area. That was like the last big budget indiana jones game mm. i can think of and it didn't even make it out the door so i'm super curious to see what's changed since then i don't know if you guys played any of like the old no old ps2 xbox indiana jones games but they were all like pretty bad oh fate of atlantis did come out yeah staff of kings was the one that got canned did it get canned or did it come out i think it might actually came out you know there was a, Fa- there was a staff of kings i don't think so really? And Staff of Kings came out for Wii, PS2, DS, and PSP mm. in 2009. Uh, oh, maybe there was like a three. Uh, oh, who cares? But maybe there was a, the 360 yeah, version. There was a canned version. Yeah. 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 In 2005, LucasArts announced the new Indiana Jones game for next gen consoles originally scheduled for release in 2007. The game saw constant delays as a result of internal struggles. Due to severe quality issues, it was canceled in 2009. Hmm. I'd see it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what they do with it because like well like we've been saying like wolfenstein is a game i really like but not a game that not not a style that would translate well to indiana jones yeah but like you guys said like mission games is clearly a talented studio uh i I, i'm hoping they can do something really unique with it Mm. because i'd like to see that character shine Mm. i guess because you know recently has has been down on his luck i guess Mm -hmm. i wonder if they're gonna get i mean if they would even bother getting Harrison in to voice him. Nah, I doubt it. I I love Harrison Ford, but I That I man is in his seventies. Leave him yeah. alone. Um, he, <coughs> you know who they I, I remember get? watching Blade Runner twenty forty seven and I was like, Wow, he actually like acted this time. He hasn't yeah. acted in a while. Uh what's... I'm just gonna say this before like if we're gonna move on, but I because I, I want to manifest this in twenty twenty one. So you know that conversation that Todd Howard had with his uh, leather-bound books and his big bookcase mm. uh, from a while ago, and everyone is now going back and realizing that he had the Ark of the Covenant yeah, yeah, yeah. behind him. Mm. Someone pointed out, uh, MM Designs UK, Jay Armstrong, pointed out to me on Twitter today that he also had a copy of Lord of the Rings. He's a slug. That guy's uh, big in the RKG community. Just, just saying. <laughs> hey. yeah. well, wait, if it's something good, great. He's part of our it's, community. It's something good. If it's something racist, I don't know who that guy is. Is something good. <laughs> and I, no, I remember, I remember seeing this at the time that he had a copy of Lord of the Rings behind him. Right. And I'm manifesting this hmm. because Arcane Austin, uh, there was a LinkedIn thing the other day that one of their senior artists is working on a fantasy game for Unreal Engine. And everyone is like, Ooh. oh, Dishonored 3, Dishonored 3. And I'm like, there is a $1 billion uh, like second age TV show being made at Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and the reason that Amazon's making it is because Warner Brothers didn't have the rights to the Silmarillion, um, like, get, get, get please, him on it. Please. Yeah. Imagine. There's still that. Imagine, like, something so different yeah. for Lord of the Rings games. Like, I love Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Please yeah. be excited for the um, Gollum game. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Gollum game. Well,. <laughs> I'm sure it's good. Gollum has never been a character that I've particularly enjoyed, but I hard like, relate to Gollum. 
<laughs> I just, just like, just imagine. That would, I, I think like you've you've convinced me, so I'm on board. I'm up for this. Um, and like, Arcane doing Lord of the Rings. Holy shit, that would be incredible. Mm. But like, and if it was, cool. if it wasn't third age shit, if mm. it was like super early on, imagine if you were. I don't know, like, I, I struggle to see how a Lord of the Rings game, like, what, who you would play as in a first-person Lord of the Rings mm, yeah. game. Like, because, I mean, I think Arcane, my head obviously first goes to Dishonored, I'm like, oh, yeah, who would have powers? Like, then I guess, like, it doesn't have to like be, like, a first-person thing either. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you played a Numenor... Like a man from it, Numenor or a ranger. Is, which one is that? Mm. Was that the little the little ones with the big feet? Who's that? <laughs> don't, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. Yeah, uh, second breakfast, second if, breakfast. Love it. Love all that, love all that <laughs> shit. Potatoes? I was just, all I have to say on this is that if I ever become the creative director of anything, I'm just going to fill my bookcase with a bunch of oh, random yeah, IPs <laughs> and like just occasionally like kind of, point, oh, what? Oh, I don't know. Oh, huh. I don't know. I was literally thinking as I was getting ready for this podcast, I was like, because I saw the Todd Howard thing just before, I was like, what would be really funny is to make a bunch of, go back through really old Zooms from like last year and have like, oh, do you see Phil Spencer's thing? And just like put just like random shit in the background being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that means they're going to be making this next. Like people will pick up on, on that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> people oh, yeah, will love that stuff. Um, I mean, he also has in the background like an R2 um, and a C3 it's because he's a fucking nerd. Of course, he's got that yeah. stuff yeah. in the background. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, what else? All is of us he have got a... that in our house. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a little globe. Yeah. I don't know if you know. He's this, got a printer. Uh... What's this printer game you're making, I'd like, Todd? I'd like to officially reveal that I am making an Akira game yeah. based on the poster <laughs> in my background. Um, I was actually thinking, like, who could, if they were not getting Harrison Ford in. Who could they get to um, do Indiana Jones? And I Nolan North. No, I submit. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. Like I like <laughs> Nolan North and Trey Baker. They're great, but like no. This yeah, guy no. who was in Batman uh, Telltale series called Anthony Ingruber, who um, is amazing. Like he's really, really good. Um, he did. He played. Oh, Joker that guy. In that. Yeah. But he's like the guy he's a like, huge yeah. Harrison Ford fan, and he has done like so much like Indiana Jones impression stuff. Indiana Jones impression stuff. Yeah, that's how he I is know perfect about this guy. He played yeah, the like, Joker. I, yeah, he was Todd. If you're listening, Todd. If you're listening, Todd. Uh, like, we know you're listening. Anthony Ingruber, perfect for it. Perfect for Indiana Jones. His Twitter picture is literally a picture of him with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I think I think he there, you go. there it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna sure, yeah. I'm gonna start a Twitter campaign uh, to get him like, going because also like I I've like we've I've met him a couple of times like really? very fortunate to run I ran oh, into wow. him at um um at what do you call it at Gamescom it was like yeah. and Lucy you were there as well you kind of showed up after and the thing is like it wasn't a big moment because he just looks like a random person and yeah. like he was in the Telltale game as Joker because Telltale found him doing joker impressions on youtube right yeah, yeah and like i remember talking to him at gamescom and he was like i have no idea what's going on like yeah. i i this is like a new world for me and like i love batman and that kind of stuff and i love games but like he mm. he looked like he was like a fish out of water at gamescom so yeah. like he seems to be a nice wholesome dude as well um he so, used to come up on yeah. like Krupa and i used to do this uh uh 
Star Wars podcast for IGN called Rebel Base. And he used to come up all the time because obviously like before we even knew any of these shows or anything was happening, yeah. it was like, oh, who could play the young Indiana Jones and stuff? And he plays a young Harrison Ford in a movie called The Age of Adeline um, because, oh. because he got, literally that was off the back of him doing all these random YouTube videos that went viral of him doing impressions of Harrison Ford. Um, so that is wild. Yeah, get him in. Get him in. He's yeah, cool. get him in. Get him in. All right. Next up, we've got the new Star Wars game, which just got announced. An open world uh, Star Wars game published by Ubisoft, developed by Massive, mm. which should be interesting. Mm. I don't know. I I I feel less passionate about Star Wars than I do about Indiana Jones. I uh, so I really hope that they release a trailer or a teaser for um, that game where it is a shot-for-shot remake of the Division 1 where they close the door yeah. in, the, in the thing. But it's just like a speeder door. <laughs> Snowdrop engine Star Wars coming soon. I'm really... I'm, my favorite thing... Oh, go ahead. No, like this is the one I'm... This is the thing I'm most excited about because I love everything about the Division except for the Division. And like the, 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 the game... <laughs> is brilliant like the game is so much fun to play like we did we we played through all of division two in lockdown one just as like really as an excuse just to get together uh and make some funny stuff and we live streamed there but like i love the game and i love everything about it I, like i kind of like like the sis all the systems that they have a place are great <laughs> all the setting and the characters and stuff is just so crap it's so crap and I don't care about any of it. <laughs> and I feel like I know, you know, I just, I couldn't tell you the story. I don't care about what Black Friday was in the division. I don't know anything about the virus or anything, but the game feels fucking good to play. Um, mm. And I feel like, okay, mm. if you go, right, you guys, you don't go worry about it because it's just going to be Star Wars, right? Uh, <laughs> but make it like a division, but it's Star Wars. Do that. Um, I think I'm excited yeah. about that. We had, a, we Do had like two... We had like two hot gaming sessions where Cardi, Lucy, and I tried to play the division, mm. and we like bounced off so hard. Mm. <laughs> like, I think yeah, I played we most tried. Of, we tried Destiny two. Yeah. Uh, we tried most the division, of the original division, and mm. a lot of two. But like in co-op, yeah, I finished it was just the like, original one. I was just like, all right, whatever. It's not. Do Do you guys think that this Star Wars game would be in a similar style in division, like a loot shooter, Absolutely. or do you think it would be? Well, yeah. Let's not forget that Ubisoft Massive are also making an Avatar game. Mm. Yeah. So and it the could division be, three, I think, aren't they? Could be anything. No, 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 no. They are a massive studio, yeah. I guess. I'm so, sorry, they aren't making Division Three. I was thinking about um, Machine Games making Wolfenstein Three at the same time as um, uh. Uh, Indiana Jones. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be because, like, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But you know, the the statement was this is part of a long term um, agreement with or like a partnership with Lucas Games. Mm. games so i imagine that there is going to be some element of coming back for it and i they've got a taste for it from battlefront i bet you somewhere that like disney and lucas execs are like yeah we like it when <clears throat> they keep giving us money except can you yeah. make sure that this time you don't biff it out don't of the mess gate? it up <laughs> yeah well ea tweeted um like tick we love star wars tick we look forward to continuing our partnership with lucasfilm games tick with making more star wars games and tick bd1 is still the cutest 
I feel like pure shit. Feel like pure <laughs> yeah, shit. Just want her back. I just, I just googled. I just googled. I was just looking at like, oh, I'll just look at some stuff about Ubisoft game, just in case more information that I didn't know was being thing. And I saw a headline that I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, shut up! I wonder what games website that is. It's not Gamespot. It's just StarWars.com. It was <laughs> their headline is <laughs> Lucasfilm Games hits light speed towards the future. And I, I in my head, I was like, shut the fuck. Up. What the hell? Oh, no. And I was like, oh no, it's StarWars.com. All right. I mean, it the doesn't make it. The force is strong with yeah. Ubisoft, says. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better, but still, like, you know, they can probably get it. But yeah, I, I, like, I kind of, I'm into this. Machine Games has the high ground. <laughs> Christ alive. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's move on to listener questions. All right, we're back with listener questions. Remember, if you've got any questions for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. We've been getting a lot of emails lately, mostly because I think a lot of those questions go right to our Discord. So if you want to join our Discord, feel free to DM myself and I will get you in there as soon as I can. But with that said, Lucy, do you want to read the first question here? This is a, this is a long one. Okay, this is also for like, this, is, uh, yeah, I, this username is like, I love it. <clears throat> But it's also peak like Leet. 360 yeah. Elite speak uh, so, 360 game attack. Right. I, I actually cut out part of it because part of the username because it was like Switch ID Xbox Live account PSN like that is dash. Good. That's this good. This is though. it. So I so guess it's, it's, it, it's rocket scientist. But like oh scientist. That's oh. what it is. I yeah. didn't know what it was. But like with fives and threes and zeros, which to be fair. Must be an absolute pain in the ass to type yeah. when you're typing on your con- on your console. But I do love the fact that it works so well. Mm. Um, not a lot of my IRL friends have consoles, but they do have phones. So we play almost every day Call of Duty Mobile Battle Royale and it's fun. I actually like it so much more than Warzone and PUBG. So my question is, do you feel mobile gaming, uh, non-console, i.e. not Switch, doesn't get reported on in the mass media as much as console gaming, why do you think that is? Shouldn't companies focus on it more due to the huge install base that's out there that is untapped potential? Also, <clears throat> do you... Oh God, I'm sorry, I'm hitting puberty. <clears throat> also, do you think xCloud and Stadia address this need? Hmm. Tamor, you might have a better answer for this since you've been running news for yeah, GameSpot for so Yeah, come on, Tam. So you've really dropped the ball. Yeah, on this. I yeah, mean, the tricky thing I'm is... news boy. <laughs> the tricky thing is there's various factors that plays into mainstream coverage of a game um mobile game specifically for a site like us um we have a heritage history and uh, our foundation is in console pc gamings the stuff that you would traditionally lump under hardcore which is a you know a, a shitty term that i don't believe in but like it's how people understand it so a lot of our kind of approach and our the way we've come up and the way we're structured to kind of uh, cover is focused around that stuff and a lot of our interests around that stuff as well. That's not to say we don't touch mobile games. We do touch mobile games. Like we either indie games that we re- we've tried many times to do like indie games um, coverage on mobile and that kind of stuff. The problem is it doesn't really land. It doesn't really stick. The audience, our audience, isn't really super into it. And not just our audience, the audience at large gaming audience generally it's harder to get traction with them 
and this might be oversimplifying and if i'm wrong in this it's you know i apologize but like for the most part people who play mobile games aren't usually the people who are looking for up-to-date news and coverage on mobile games they just play the games and then i'm the same way where like Mm. i don't think about what's what's you know what's coming up next for peggle or yeah. what's coming up next? For, I think I, about I mean, that. Like, I think about <laughs> that. Dick all coming out for Peggle. It's bugger all. Um, I know you I mean it's like, it's like two different platforms over the last two weeks. Yeah, it's like maybe they're not like as engrossed in like games culture, like video games on their phone is like a means to an end. It's just like a little bit of fun. So maybe they're yeah, not as like exactly. ingrained in their culture as like, oh, I'm gonna look for the you know a review of the next big mobile game coming out and stuff like that. Maybe exactly and yeah and and like the way they consume games is differently like things mobile games exist in in like in the background for them so things like even things like oh yeah you know like Gav says like getting excited about the next mobile game doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter like for for like patches and and updates and that kind of stuff because the way mobile phones work usually it's just all done in the background so you don't really know what's going on until you open it and you're like oh it's updated into something else games like um, battle royale games like call of duty mobile fortnite they are kind of like in a middle ground but when you're engaged with those games you usually know everything that's happening at any moment like no one's being surprised by a Fortnite update no one's being surprised by a call of duty mobile update whether that's because their friends are talking about it whether that's because they have niche communities in like reddit or discord or whether it's because and more and more these days games are better about this they surface that stuff in the game like when mm-hmm. you're playing a game it'll tell you there's a patch coming out or there's an event happening and it's not yeah. always just like a piece of text it's like oh no a nuclear silo has opened in call of duty and that's when you know it's going to happen oh look travis scott is one million feet in Fortnite, and also galactus is here and the avengers have shown up like, that's how you know so i think that it's it's because of those things i mean a, a lot along with a bunch of other things but we do try and focus on mobile games i mean you know we, we had a song of bloom for example is one that i played last year and i evangelized and i know we included it in one of our game of the year write-ups i think chris pereira mm-hmm. wrote about it which is a mobile game um you know, Genshin Impact is a game that we covered, but not from a mobile specific perspective. But we always try to tell people like, hey, this is also on mobile and it's really good. Um, uh, Genshin Impact, Rory Powers Game of the Year um, for RKG. Um, he's a shill for that game, so uh, he loves it. Um, but like they are, we do cover mobile games. We just don't make it a massive focus because our audience isn't super up for it and it's hard to invest resources into it knowing that it's going to get also there's one trillion mobile games <laughs> 99 percent of them are absolute hot dog shit refried beans bollocks like you the app store is a and the google play store is a nightmare hellscape of games unless unless you get apple arcade which is like a, the quality filter i suppose but yeah but it's also yeah it's month. five bucks a month and like games like you know they have that barrier now like you can't yeah. tell tell someone oh you can check this game out. that's what the thing i love about apple arcade is it curates games curates yeah. games the thing i hate about it is i have to subscribe to it what if i just want that one game yeah like, yeah Dude, I, like there, there's like one apple arcade game called patent which i ooh. love and i had apple arcade for a few months and then i realized that patent was the only game i played on it yeah um and and now a fun thing we discovered the other day is that I have Apple TV for a year because I bought a phone. Yeah, you got free with that, didn't you? Mm. You can share your subscriptions with a family 
So now all like the girls that I get together with once a week to watch stuff are all in my family. And one of the, I have Apple Fitness as well. So they all get access to that. And then uh, Callie's in there and she has access to Apple Arcade. So we all get that. So literally the only thing I've downloaded is Patent. Mm. Looks lovely. I'm just looking at it now. It's really good. It's lovely. I, I did the same thing for Patent and Grindstone. Those were the yeah. only two things yeah, I played. Yeah. I did not care. I downloaded all the games and I'll be like, oh, I'll try these. But I just didn't. Because it went, I was yeah, grindstones on switch. Yeah, now grindstones. Yeah. I cancelled it once I'd finished patent and I was done with patent and and then like was, I cancelled it when they announced grindstone for switch. I was like, thank God, no reason to go back. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, I feel like the press cycle for a lot of mobile games too is very different from mainstream mm-hmm. games. And when you think about it, a lot of our coverage comes from. Uh, I mean, covering games that are aren't out yet that will be out soon, and I feel like that kind of coverage just lands differently on mobile games. That it, in you, some I mean, cases it used to be more in line with like traditional yeah. coverage. Like certainly 2012, 2013, when you had like Chilingo, which was EA's mobile game uh, mm-hmm. label. You had um, Popcap, and kind of even even Square Enix when they were doing like Lara Croft Go and yeah. Hitman Go like they would treat those as games um <laughs> like yeah they would treat them as games, games but yeah. yeah and you would you would have the events and do the hands on and stuff mm. um but then at the same time they realized that uh if you just make those single player games with no microtransactions you aren't going to get a lot of money back and mm. then now that's why we have Peggle Blast mm-hmm. <laughs> having said that like Having said that, Genshin Impact is good on mobile. Bloodstained recently came out on mobile and it's decent. Um, if you're into chess, learning chess, as uh, Blessing and uh, Abby from uh, Giant Bomb would say, Dr. Wolf is a good game. And If Found is amazing on um, uh, mobile as well. So those are a few games on mobile that are worth checking out. Love it. What do you think about xCloud and Stadia? Ugh. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no because I was talking. I reconnected with a friend of mine uh, from school Phil the other Spencer. day. Oh. He, She's big into Stadia, um, big Stadia <laughs> influencer. Well, no, no, no. He, he's a doctor now, and we were talking about like I was saying that I'm building a PC mm. and I'm playing Cyberpunk and all this stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I want to play Cyberpunk, but I don't have anything to play it on." And I literally had to explain to him what Stadia was, yeah. and he was like, and "He's oh, a medical so, but my doctor." Laptop, Love. I know, and, it, and he was like, "Oh, but my laptop doesn't have a graphics card." I was like, "No, no, no, you don't need one. Yeah, you just need a screen." And he was like, mm, yeah. "No." You're like, I'm "Hey, fine. Doc, yeah. try and follow this, will ya?" Right. <laughs> I also think like the thing with XCloud too is that, uh, like, it's it's a cool idea, but I feel like people don't bring their phone around in a controller to play Xbox mm. games like that. Like when people play, ga- at least this is just my understanding mm. but when people play mobile games they want just like a quick easy game they can yeah. tap yeah. on like I, I i like i want to try it out i'm super yeah. curious to see what it's like to I, be playing these games on my phone but like i'm not going to bring a controller around i will say with me everywhere i go i was i was sitting here the other day and i was like just you know when you do things just to do them because you just want you just need to just want to feel something yeah you just want to feel something <laughs> you just want to think about something else i was sitting literally there yeah if, there and if my tv is there and i was playing yakuza on uh xbox and then i was like oh i can i can somehow remote play this let's see what happens using the smart uh the uh, xbox app i was like oh it says remote play i wonder what happens and like within a minute i had connected xbox controllers um the modern ones anyway just connect to your iphone like i had no idea that was possible yeah. they yeah. just connect 
So like I was playing Yakuza on my iPhone with an Xbox controller and yeah. it worked flawlessly. And I was like, that is, that is wild. Dang. But like, that's, that's pretty wild. cool. I, I think, was sitting in front of my console. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think like with anything that I play, I want to play a game that's been designed for that platform specifically. And because of that, can take advantage of that platform. Do you know what I mean? It's like Florence, Absolutely. an amazing mobile game that was designed to be played on a phone. So when I played it on my phone, I was like, oh, this has been designed from the beginning with the idea that people will be playing this on their phone somewhere. And because of that, I mean, that, I reckon I'd probably put that in my top 50 games. It's such a good game, an amazing experience. Whereas like, as you say, playing Yakuza on the xCloud thing, that has not been designed to play be played on that. It's been designed to be played on a big TV. Like, and yeah, you can play it on that and you can kind of, it's a decent experience. It's not the way that it was designed to be played though. And I think like with anything like that, it, even though I, I'm like, yeah, it'd be a means to an end. If I was stuck in a hotel and I wanted to play something, yes, it would make sense to be able to do it then. But Yeah, like I mean, I got a tablet over Christmas and I haven't messed around with it yet, but I'm already thinking that like, hey, next time I'm going to be traveling, I don't have to take a console with me. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can just like, the thing is, is like, I wouldn't play obviously Overwatch or anything that requires fast reaction. Yeah. I think something yeah. like a Yakuza or a Persona mm. Mm. would be great for those, for like traveling about. Play that on xCloud. Well, well, no, PS uh, Remote Play Ooh, as well, yeah. which I haven't tried out. No. So I'm intrigued. I'm going to. Mess around with that. Probably after this, actually. No, I will be working. I will definitely not be messing around. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the middle of the day. Well, time is it now? Like lunchtime for you guys. And like normally 11. this is the last thing we do on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it feels weird. But anyway, we should move on. Uh, next one is, if After Dark had an official mascot, who or what would it be? This is from Errol. Oh. Oh, can it be the Bunchan from Yakuza? It's pretty sure. good. The little Bunchan that... <laughs> I, it's definitely in Yakuza 0 because I spent maybe half an hour there's like a little side quest where a little girl asks you to get something out of a crane machine for oh, you yeah. and I had dreams about that Bunchan I'm looking at it right <laughs> like now little, and I love it well, the thing is as well because I got the wrong one because she explicitly asks for the pink one so <laughs> that's it's just, just a, my it's just a really fat bird with a hat on yeah and a tie. Don't like forget games. the tie. <laughs> the real tie. Yeah, yeah, and a tie. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen the image of uh, Marge Simpson holding one? And it says, "I think they're neat." Oh yeah. I just think it's neat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the first things when you. All right, well, we've settled that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last question here is from Jay Higgins. I posted in the Discord that you'd be joining us, Gav. Oh, nice. And. This was this was the question we got best Welsh video game character. Oh, there's not many. This was a tricky one. ones, man. Yeah. Like mm. there's the first thing that came to mind was the Welsh character in Red Dead Two, whose name I don't remember, but they referred to him as or Red Dead, Red Dead One. one yeah, Alwyn. I think it's, it's, it's called like Alwyn Price or something like that. Alwyn, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. a wrong one. That's all I could think of. Like he tries to rob you and I think duff you up while he knocks you out or something. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a great representation. Mm. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, him. Drippy, I guess, from Nino Kuni oh, is a big drippy. one because oh yeah, oh, Drippy's drippy. good. That was excellent because it wasn't like it's not set in Wales, like it's nothing like that. They've just gone. The localization team have just gone. Oh, who should we have voice this person? 
oh, we're going to bring in, like, he's a very well-known Welsh actor. They brought in this guy. But then also, they obviously, the localization team worked with him on, you know, putting little Welsh inflections and stuff like that into it. Like, he says, like, but and mun and stuff like that, which is, like, weird little mm. dialect things, um, which is very, very cool. Um, so I think he's got to be in it. Uh, I don't know. Other than that, like, I just played through uh, Made of Scare, which is a, a horror game all set in Wales um, that everybody should play because I've reckoned it's so cheap and it's a lovely little... Like, Outlast, if you kind of like Outlast, you will like Made of Scare because Outlast, I feel like, is good for the people who like it, but I feel like it's only, like, a tiny centimeter above those, like, Five Night at Freddy games, whereas Made of Scare is actually quite mm. a classy game um, and has this really amazing... Uh, mechanic which I, I think i don't think many people played it um but that it, it's made by wales interactive so there's a shitload of welsh stuff going on in that game like welsh language welsh songs that is and it's oh it's lovely it's a lovely little game that is um so i think yeah something I, from that i googled uh welsh video game characters okay. and i found this article called ig podcast on igpodcast.com okay. representation representation of wales and the welsh in gaming so like they, they mentioned like edward kenway oh yeah uh, from Assassin's but then Creed. he's half english as well that's why half like, english. Yeah, he's half english but you've got meryl from dragon age 2 like a lot of um i mean this goes back to i don't know if it goes back to tolkien but certainly mm. like that's the touch point i always think of is like absolutely yeah the el- Elven language is taken a lot from Welsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in traditional high fantasy, like in Dragon Age, in Witcher, Elvish does sound a lot like um, Welsh. Yeah. But however, this article... Oh, no. What about outside software? Are there any Welsh representatives in the popular gaming media? There's all... Blah, blah, blah. Marcus Beer. There's also IGN's Gav Murphy, <laughs> who's confident bravado and entertaining oh podcasting and video content have certainly left a Welsh imprint on the games and film journalism sphere. Yeah, this, that blog is written by my mum, so... <laughs> she loves him, man. The Gaping Dragon. Him. Yeah, the Gaping Dragon. It's the Gaping Dragon blog. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- that's the thing. I, always, I feel like Welsh people are due... Like, I, I don't know why, for some reason, we're not thought of in the same way as Irish and Scottish. Because, like, Scottish... I feel like Scottish and Irish characters just fucking show up in stuff all the time. And yeah. all it'll take it's, is, like, you know, one person at Sony Santa Monica or something to be like, hey, do you know what? We're not going to put a Scottish character in this time. We're going to put a Welsh character in there. How about that? Like, all it'll take is that. And then... At Alana Pierce. Yeah, there you go. Let's get in. <laughs> at Corey Varlock. At Alana. Boom, done. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that happens with Pakistanis and right, okay. Indians. Yeah. Like, it's always Indians. Mm. Like, but like, Pakistanis exist too. Like, yeah. we're there. Like, hello. Anyone want to put us in? But it's just not. But because you can make an Indian sound like an Indian. Yeah. To make a Pakistani, like like an Irish voice or a Scottish voice has a s- distinctness to it. Yeah, that's Whereas true. Whereas a Welsh actually, voice yeah. has like a more of like a slant to it. And, yeah. And like, it, it's like, it could almost fade away. Yeah. If and, you're like, or, I listen to you and it doesn't register as a Welsh accent. It just registers. As yeah. A, and for, I, I've, I've lived in London, with, unfortunately, for 12 years. So mine's kind of gone a little bit. But you know what's really weird yeah. is when people try and do a Welsh accent badly, it actually comes out sounding Indian. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is really odd. Um, but I didn't realize. Yeah, that. but I know what you mean but like, like it's the same thing where it's like it, you you can you know what a poo sounds like. Yeah, you don't know what a Pakistani. Sounds yeah, yeah, like. yeah, that's true. And I guess like to be fair, probably Scottish and Irish people uh, w- are watching and 
and playing through video games where there's a Scottish and Irish character being like, you're, this person is obviously not Scottish or Irish. But people who aren't mm. that will be like, yeah, that's fine. Because what they're doing is a cartoon impression of that dialect. Whereas, mm. yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, maybe there's not one of those for Welsh yet. But there will be Alana. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's been episode 76 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for joining us, oh, Gav. That was a lot you. of fun. That was great. I love that. Uh, before we go, anything we want to plug, Lucy? Anything you want to plug? Uh, watch The Expanse, please, so I can talk Plug about an it Amazon with show. people. <laughs> no, I Andy Cortez is watching it, but he's at the end of season one, and I'm like, oh. oh. Uh, can you buy Nike trainers, please? Uh, <laughs> uh, Kellogg's cornflakes. I hear they're pretty good. <laughs> Free plug. Yeah, I think the only other thing I'm in this week is uh, the chat with Jake and John Luke about cyberpunk multiplayer and changes we want to see to single player. Mm. Uh, so go watch that youtube.com slash gamespot. The police are coming. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> They're coming for me. An uh, unauthorized plug. I can hear that outside something that doesn't my, belong to you. my apartment. You'd be it. I don't know where it was from. I've swatted you. I thought uh, it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. Tamor, how about how about yourself? Um, yeah, uh, I don't really have anything major to plug. Um, that article that Phil did is up um, about Indiana Jones. If you want to, um, there's been some rumors about GTA Six having a female protagonist, which are incredibly spurious. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was true, but um, we didn't really want to write about that. But we had a moment where we were like, "Oh, GTA has had some." fun protagonist like so uh alessandro put together a little feature about the kind of like looking back at the protagonist through the gta franchise some good ones there um yeah and that's pretty much it um i don't really have i'm on anything to plug um maybe rkg gav you can plug more of it but like yeah, um, watch the resin they're, they're, they're watching I'm, I'm currently watching rkg's resi series which is very very fun um, good. you should watch it <laughs> Gav, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, people are probably sick of hearing my voice now. So yeah, if you liked any of that, there are two better people than me on RKG that you can listen to. Yeah, we've just done Resi 3. Um, we've got a new show coming out on the 29th. Uh, but yeah, Resi 3, I feel like got a little bit of a kick in when it came out. And I think unfairly, because that game is a lot of fun and we had a lot of fun playing it. Our show is only six episodes long um, from start to finish, but... I mean, I feel like we get the best out of that by putting up the hardcore mode and getting stuck on bosses and stuff like that, which I think a lot of people probably don't and maybe didn't play in the exact same way as we did. But yeah, I feel like Resi 3 is a good show. If you've never watched any of our stuff, um, it's a good one to go in at and then go back through the rest of it, hopefully. And then uh, I am working on a Witcher a Witcher Cyberpunk dialogue video that hopefully will be Ooh, done nice. by Friday. but. It's become a lot more ambitious than I originally intended. I love like, those videos, though, where you go... In the living room filming yeah, shit. that's good. I, feel, I love those videos, though, where you just go, well, this is the, the crap version of it, and this is the really ambitious version of it. I might yeah. as well do it. Yeah. I'm going to do that one. I'm going to do that one. <laughs> like, I think it comes from just, like, being stuck yeah. in the house for so long and filming this, making the same kind of videos. Of like, yeah. no, there's anything wrong with them, but they're all, like gameplay yeah. with voiceover yeah, and i was like yeah, no yeah. I, I i bought all of this camera stuff i have to use it yeah. and like, and i i think it'll turn out pretty it's cool. like when you go like oh you know what i fancy i fancy a peanut butter jelly sandwich yeah peanut butter jam sandwich and by the end of it it's got like banana and cinnamon oh, man. and it's been yeah. toasted and yeah. it's got everything and you're like why do <laughs> i do a this? good metaphor <laughs> that is literally what he does in the 40 year old version we're back on the 40 year old virgin <laughs> <laughs> love it all right well 
thank you all so much for listening and we will see you again next week bye, bye. bye.